I mean, he's a walking example of uh, this very sacred thing called life, mm-hmm. right? Even though uh, he's dying, so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. And despite uh, what it looks like, uh, I really do believe that uh, OJ is more free than anybody who has full use of all their limbs, mm. right? Because of how he sees it, uh, how he just relates to the space that he does have as opposed to the things that he doesn't have. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the 50 Cups of Coffee podcast. I am your host, Bobby Audley. On our very first episode of this podcast, I interviewed four-time Super Bowl champion and former player development director for the Baltimore Ravens, Harry Swain. And in that interview, Harry talked about the reason he became the player development director for the Baltimore Ravens was originally to be a caregiver for his former teammate and dear friend, O.J. Brigance, who at that time had been diagnosed with ALS. This special interview is a re-air of just that 10-minute story where Harry shares why he came back to Baltimore to support his teammate and the challenges that OJ deals with living with ALS and how that has served as an inspiration for the entire Baltimore Ravens organization. At the time that we did the interview, I mentioned wanting to support the Brigance Brigade, which I'm going to talk about here, which is the foundation that OJ and his wife created to support families and individuals who have ALS. And at the time, supporting that was going to be uh, running in and promoting the race that they do every year in May. And what happened was obviously with COVID-19, the race was canceled and not able to happen. And that is their number one fundraiser. That is their biggest fundraiser where they raise all their money. And I shouldn't say all, but a lot of their money from what I understand. And, And that was not able to happen. They kept postponing it, postponing it. And now what's happening is up until September 24th, you can run the race virtually to support it. And what I have created is a fundraiser specifically for the 50 Cups of Coffee community. To be a part of the 50 Cups of Coffee community support of the Brigance Brigade, if you go to runsignup.com, R-U-N-S-I-G-N-U-P.com forward slash 50 cups of coffee. And that's five zero C-U-P-S-O-F-C-O-F-F-E-E. You can donate on that page. It's runsignup.com forward slash 50 cups of coffee. When you go to that page, it'll say the Brigance Brigade Celebration of Champions. It'll have our 50 cups of coffee logo. Um, It'll say for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help save a life. You know you're in the right space. And my goal in this community is to raise $1,057. That was kind of the challenge put out by the Brigance Brigade Foundation was saying, if you're getting together as a community or a team, if you can make it a mission or a goal to raise $1,000, 
$157 by September 24th, that would be tremendously helpful to them. Obviously the 57 is because OJ was number 57 on the field. I just launched this page last night and as of right now, it is almost noon on Friday. We have raised $430 out of the $1,057 challenge. Shout out to our early donors. One donation made on behalf of Grandma Foster, a donation from Christine Chandler, and a donation from my aunt, Aunt Lori Horton, and my brother, Stephen Audley. Thank you guys for your early donations. Right now, we are at $430 raised out of $1,057. And I launched this page yesterday, so almost halfway there, just launching the page yesterday. I think we can crush our goal by September 24th. If each person listening to this simply donates $2, the price of a cheap cup of coffee. If you if you go for that uh, expensive coffee, I love a nitro cold brew from, from Rise Up Here Locally, from Starbucks. Uh, it's almost five bucks for one of those things. So if you take your five bucks that you would do for a, a expensive cup of coffee, donate it to the Brigance Brigade on behalf of the 50 Cups of Coffee community, we would crush our goal by September 24th. So if you're able to, please head on over, run signup.com forward slash 50 cups of coffee. Give us a cup of coffee and we can help support this fantastic foundation. If, if this podcast has served you in any way, if you have enjoyed the content we've been putting out there, if, if Harry's episode spoke to you, if this episode resharing the story of, of OJ Brigand speaks to you in any way, if you could just give $2 to support the show. Uh, this is quite frankly the first time I've asked for money for anything, and it's not even for, for me or for the show itself. It's for a cause that's near to our heart, and, and it's for an individual uh, in Harry uh, who has been who has been a great mentor to me and great to this show and 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 i know giving back to this foundation uh, means a lot to him as well so that's why we're doing this uh, again brigandsbrigade.org if you want to learn more about the organization to donate just two dollars it's runsignup.com forward slash 50 cups of coffee whether you are able to donate or not, please take a listen to the next 10 minutes of this episode. Even if you have heard it before, it's a great story of why Harry chose to to literally uproot his life and his family to go serve a teammate, uh, a brother, a friend, and and what he learned from, from doing that, what he learned from serving O.J. Brigance during the time that he did and, and the impact that O.J. has had on the Baltimore Ravens organization. Please enjoy my short, uh, uh, small part of the conversation and cup of coffee with Harry Swain. So I came back to Baltimore because uh, O.J. Bergantz was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm -hmm. So... A former teammate of yours. A former teammate of mine. We won a Super Bowl together uh, here in uh, 99. And I got a call from uh, the GM, Ozzy Newsome. Uh, he, he wanted an assistant, but this assistant. Because OJ was the player development yep, director. Yep, he was the director of player development. Yeah. Uh, they wanted an assistant player development director, but needed some uh, special skill sets because of this uh, terminal illness that OJ was diagnosed with the year before. Mm -hmm. And 
so we kind of knew what that role would be about, but really not because we nobody really had a lot of experience around uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis because those patients don't last very long for you to have experience. Uh, but uh, it was a great, it was the greatest job I've ever had in the most difficult, right? It would have been less difficult if OJ wasn't such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if he had a, a, a poor attitude and he was just crappy because he was dying, I think it would have been easier. But because he had such an incredible attitude, there's a quote, a man with a great attitude makes the most of it even though he gets the worst of it. Mm. That's an OJ. Why did that make it more difficult for you? It made it more difficult because he was engaged in uh, his dying, mm-hmm. right? And he's a people guy. He doesn't walk by anybody without saying anything, right? People come up to him to talk to him more than anybody I've ever seen, right? He was like that when he was a player. Uh, didn't matter his status or whatever. He just made the most of his time. Uh, he was. He, this is a guy that was fully engaged in life. He had full-on life mm-hmm. hanging over his head. And so he was the worst person to get a disease like that and also the best, mm-hmm. right? So he, in, in many ways, he really set a greater standard for living because he was a dead man walking mm-hmm. and still is. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember reading <laughs> still the is. Expect- his life expectancy at one point was 40. Mm-hmm. And he just turned 50, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, so beat the doctor's prognosis. Well, and, and you had a, a great quote. There, so there's a Baltimore Sun article mm-hmm. when you first came back talking about why you came back and working with OJ. And you had a really good quote in there. I don't know if you remember it. I about, don't. About um, the perspective that working with OJ gave you for the job as, as a player development director, as a player engagement director, on what you're saying right now. Okay. In regards to when you're working with these young kids, story you told earlier, a guy who has an injury, a mm-hmm. uh, guy who maybe made a mistake that could end his career, a uh, player who's drafted as, say, a quarterback and is sitting behind another quarterback who's becoming the franchise player. And when these individuals meet with you, they think they're going through the worst thing that life could throw them. And you had this really great line about working with OJ gave you such perspective mm-hmm. on not only, and not to say that, you know, everyone's own challenge is their yeah. biggest challenge. So it's we're not legitimate. talking back a challenge. Yes. But I think what, you know, the, the quote in the paper was just about that, you mm-hmm. know, so people can take away from it what they want and say that, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty, they, they simplified the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and the reality is that quote for me was clarified with what you just said. Uh, it's not just about comparing challenges. Oh, right. what gives you the right to be upset about a, a meniscus tear when mm-hmm. OJ's got ALS? That's not it. Mm-hmm. The point is, here's this guy who you said is a walking, a mm-hmm. dead man walking. And he is still an attitude of fully engaged in life, an attitude of going up to people and saying hi to them, an attitude of doing his job. Mm -hmm. One of the most difficult jobs, I think, in the league because you're dealing with the mental side of the game Mm -hmm. and and doing it at an extreme at at, at the highest level. Mm -hmm. You know, the Ravens during his tenure and when you were there with him has received the accolades 
uh, for their player engagement office. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the context that's needed yeah. in terms of saying that's the perspective it gave you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really does give, I mean, he's a walking example of uh, this very sacred thing called life. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though uh, he's dying, so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. And despite uh, what it looks like, uh, I really do believe that uh, OJ is more free than anybody who has full use of all their limbs, mm. right? Because of how he sees it, uh, how he just relates to the space that he does have as opposed to the things that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have a chance. Uh, when I learned more about ALS, I realized that uh, this disease, the last muscle that it will affect is the muscles that move your eyes. And what I love about uh, OJ is most people don't know what to look. A lot of people over the years have asked me, uh, it's really tough to see him because I've seen him as OJ before. Uh, where do I look? I don't want to stare at his hands or his shoulders or the wheelchair. I'm like, look right at his eyes. The disease hasn't touched that. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and that's really not how I know how he's doing. Yeah. Right. If I'm on the side of OJ and I say, OJ, how's it going? And I see his eyes move. I know that he's doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's still got time. Yeah. Uh, and he, this is a guy that just knows how to live a life. I've yeah. said before that he's the strongest man in the building. Right. Uh, but in order to get that label, you got to go through the toughest thing. Do the players feel that? Does, does your culture reverberate from his example? Still? I think the, the culture has, uh, has been directed and sustained because OJ is in their midst. Yeah. Right. I think his office is a good office to uh, walk in after you're, uh, you know, you won't be playing for two or three weeks because of an injury. Mm-hmm. He'll give you all, you automatically get perspective when you look at OJ. Yeah. Like, oh, this sucks. I got to use crutches to uh, go home and get upstairs to my second floor bedroom. And then you walk past OJ's office. Well, I'm glad I got crutches. Too. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, it's, it's not a, um, it's not a, uh, well, at least I'm not in his predicament. It's mm-hmm. a, it's because of his attitude. It's because of his still being yeah. engaged in the office. It's mm-hmm. because of what he's doing. Right. Uh, it, it, for me, it, it, um, and it was a choice of his, it was a choice of his to, stay involved. Could, to yeah. stay involved and to, uh, think about this, uh, diagnosis this particular way. Mm. That was his choice. That saying. was his, yeah, cho- that was a very intentional choice. Yeah. I mean, you, we had to have conversations before the tracheotomy, mm-hmm. right? We had to have conversations before the wheelchair. We had to have conversations before uh, his last meal, at least a meal that he would chew the food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, can you imagine having conversations about uh, the last time I make love to my wife? Mm-hmm. And so these are like life death conversations Mm -hmm. uh these are uh people grieve a loss of a loved one but 
you never really grieve uh, different faculties one at a time as you lose them, mm -hmm. one by one, bit by bit, right? I remember the first time I saw the pen drop out of his hand. I just stood up, went over to his desk, put it back in his fingers so he could start writing again. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we had to talk about that. So what are you going to do when you can't write anymore? It's like, can you use the other hand? Can you? T hey, I just saw something on the internet. They got this machine that like types for you and just talking to it like Siri. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? It's that kind of discovery. And just his even attitude on different conversations like that uh, told me that he had already decided in his mind that not only he's going to do this, but he's going to do it the right way with the right attitude. He made up his mind for that. Thank you for listening to this special episode of the 50 Cups of Coffee podcast. Again, if, if OJ's story spoke to you, if it inspired you, if Harry's uh, uh, just, just example of, of servant, servant leadership spoke to you or inspired you, uh, if you can, can donate a cup of coffee to, to the Brigance Brigade on behalf of the 50 Cups of Coffee community, we would appreciate it greatly. I'll give you a shout out on, on the next podcast intro um, uh, once we get all the donations in and, and just you would have my utmost gratitude and appreciation. The page again is runsignup.com, R-U-N-S-I-G-N-U-P.com forward slash 50 cups of coffee and it's five zero cups of coffee. Runsignup.com forward slash 50 cups of coffee. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for your support and thank you in advance for anything that you're able to give. Just $2 would mean the world.